Chapter Seventeen, Part Two of Personal Narrative of Pilgrimage to Al Medina and Mecca by Richard Francis Burton. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter Seventeen, Part Two of Personal Narrative of a Pilgrimage to Al Medina and Mecca by Richard Francis Burton. An essay towards the history of the Prophet's Mosque the second masjid was erected a h twenty nine by the third caliph Uthman, who regardless of the clamours of the people overthrew the old walls and extended the building greatly towards the north and a little towards the west but he did not remove the eastern limit on account of the private houses he made the roof of indian teak footnote so i translate the arabicized word saj end of footnote and the walls of hoon and carved stone these innovations caused some excitement which he allied by quoting a tradition of the prophet with one of which he appears perpetually to have been prepared the saying in question was according to some were this my mosque extended to Safa, a hill in mecca it verily would still be my mosque according to others were the prophet's mosque extended to the khalifa it would still be his Footnote. Dhul Halifa is a place about five miles from Al Medina on the Meccan Way. See chapter fourteen. End of footnote. But Rahman's skill in the quotation of tradition did not prevent the new building being in part a cause of his death. It was finished on the first of Muharram, A.H. thirty. At length, grown splendid and powerful, Al Islam determined to surpass other nations in the magnificence of its public buildings footnote and curious to say al-islam still has the largest cathedral in the world st sophia's at constantinople next to this ranks st peter's at rome thirdly i believe the juma masjid or cathedral of the old muslim city in bijapur in india the fourth is st paul's london and a footnote in a h eighty eight al walid the first twelfth caliph of the banu umayyah race after building or rather restoring the noble Jamal al-Amawi, cathedral of the Umayyads at Damascus, determined to display his liberality at al-Medina. Footnote. It is to this monarch that the Saracenic mosque architecture mainly owes its present form. As will be seen, he had every advantage of borrowing from Christian, Persian, and even Indian art. From the first he took the dome, from the second the cloister, it might have been naturalized in arabia before his time and possibly from the third the minaret and the prayer niche the latter appears to be a peculiarly hindu feature in sacred buildings intended to contain the idol and to support the lamps flowers and other offerings placed before it End of footnote. the governor of the place amr bin abdul aziz was directed to buy for seven thousand dinars or ducats all the hovels of raw brick that hedge in the eastern side of the old mosque they were inhabited by descendants of the prophet and of the early caliphs and in more than one case the ejection of the holy tenantry was effected with considerable difficulty some of the women ever the most obstinate on such occasions refused to take money and Umar was forced to the objectionable measure of turning them out of doors with exposed faces in full day footnote the reader will remember that in the sixth year of the al-hijrah after muhammad's marriage with zainab his wives were secluded behind the hijab perda or curtain 
a verse of the quran directed the muslims to converse with them behind this veil hence the general practice of al-islam now it is considered highly disgraceful in any muslim to make a muslimah expose her face and she will frequently found a threat upon the prejudice a battle has been prevented by this means and occasionally an insurrection has been caused by it End of footnote. the greek emperor applied to by the magnificent caliph sent immense presents silver lamp chains valuable curiosities footnote amongst which some authors enumerate the goblet and the mirror of kisra and a footnote forty loads of small cut stones for pietra durra and a sum of eighty thousand dinars or as others say forty thousand miscals of gold he also dispatched forty coptic and forty greek artists to carve the marble pillars and the casings of the walls and to superintend the gilding and the mosaic work one of these christians was beheaded for sculpturing a hog on the qibla wall and another in an attempt to defile the roof fell to the ground and his brains were dashed out the remainder islamized but this did not prevent the older arabs murmuring that their mosque had been turned into a kanisa a christian idol house the hujra or chamber whereby muhammad's permission azrael the angel of death separated his soul from his body whilst his head was lying on the lap of aisha his favourite wife was now for the first time taken into the mosque the raw brick and siente which surrounded the three graves footnote the outer wall built by al-walid remained until a h five hundred fifty when Jamaluddin of Asfahan, Wazir to Nuruddin, Shahid Mahmud bin Zengi, supplied its place by a grating of open sandal woodwork, or, as others say, of iron. About the same time, Sayyid Abul Haja sent from Egypt a sheet of white brocade embroidered in red silk with the chapter Yasin, or Y.S., in order to cover the inner wall. This was mounted on the ascension of Al-Mustazi Billah, the Caliph, after which it became the custom for every sultan to renew the offering and in a h six hundred eighty eight alone of egypt built the outer network of brass as it is now and surmounted it with a green dome End of footnote. was exchanged for one of carved stone enclosed by an outer pressing to the narrow passage between footnote the inner wall erected by al-walid seems to have resisted the fire which in a h six hundred fifty four burnt the mosque to the ground also in a h eight hundred eighty six when the building was consumed by lightning the hujra was spared by the devouring element End of footnote. these double walls were either without a door or had only a small blocked-up wicket on the northern side and from that day a h ninety says a samun hudi no one has been able to approach the sepulchre footnote after the prophet's death and burial aisha continued to occupy the same room without even a curtain between her and the tomb at last vexed by the crowds of visitors she partitioned off the hallowed spot with a wall she visited the grave unveiled as long as her father abu Bakr, was only placed behind the prophet but when umar's corpse was added she always covered her face End of footnote. a minaret was erected at each corner of the mosque footnote one of these the minaret at the bab salam was soon afterwards overthrown by al-walid's brother suleiman because it shaded the house of marwan where he lodged during his visits to al-medina in the cold season End of footnote. 
The building was enlarged to 200 cubits by 167, and was finished in A.H. 91. When al-Walid the Caliph visited it in state, he inquired of his lieutenant why greater magnificence had not been displayed in the erection, upon which Umar the governor informed him to his astonishment that the walls alone had cost 45,000 ducats. Footnote. The dinar, or dinarius, was a gold piece, a ducat, a sequin. End of footnote. The fourth mosque was erected in A.H. 191 by al-Mahdi, third prince of the Banu Abbas or Baghdad caliphs, celebrated in history only for spending enormous sums upon a pilgrimage. He enlarged the building by adding ten handsome pillars of carved marble with gilt capitals on the northern side. In A.H. 202, al-Ma'mun made further additions to this mosque. It was from al-Mahdi's masjid that al-Hakim bi Amrillah, the third Fatimate caliph of Egypt, and the deity of the Druze sect, determined to steal the bodies of the Prophet and his two companions. About A.H. 412, he sent emissaries to al-Madina. The attempt, however, failed, and the would-be violators of the tomb lost their lives. It is generally supposed that al-Hakim's object was to transfer the visitations to his own capital, but in one so manifestly insane it is difficult to discover the spring of action. Two Christians, habited like Maghrabi pilgrims in A.H. 550, dug a mine from a neighboring house into the temple. They were discovered, beheaded, and burned to ashes. In relating these events, the Muslim historians mix up many foolish preternaturalisms with credible matter. At last, to prevent the recurrence of such sacrilegious attempts, Al-Malik Al-Adil Nuruddin of the Baharit Mamluk Sultans, or, according to others, Sultan Nuruddin Shahid Mahmud bin Zengi, who, warned by a vision of the Apostle, had started for Medina only in time to discover the two Christians, surrounded the holy place with a deep trench filled with molten lead. By this means, Abu Bakr and Umar, who had run considerable risks of their own, have ever since been enabled to occupy their last homes undisturbed. In A.H. 654, the fifth mosque was erected in consequence of a fire, which some authors attribute to a volcano that broke out close to the town in terrible eruption. Footnote. I purpose to touch upon this event in a future chapter when describing my route from al-Medina to Mecca. End of footnote. Others, with more fanaticism and less probability, to the schismatic Ben Hussein, than the guardians of the tomb. On this occasion, the hujra was saved, together with the old and venerable copies of the Qur'an there deposited, especially the Kufic MSS written by Uthman, the third caliph. The piety of three sovereigns, al-Mu'tasim, last caliph of Baghdad, al-Mudaffar Shamsuddin Yusuf, chief of al-Yaman, and al-Zahir Baybars, Baharit Sultan of Egypt, completed the work in A.H. 688. This building was enlarged and beautified by the princes of Egypt, and lasted upwards of two hundred years. The sixth mosque was built, almost as it now stands, by Qaid Bey, nineteenth sultan of the Circassian Mamluk kings of Egypt, in A.H. 888. It is now, therefore, more than four centuries old. Al-Mu'tasim's mosque had been struck by lightning during a storm, Thirteen men were killed at prayers, 
and the destroying element spared nothing but the interior of the hujra footnote on this occasion says the samanhudi quoted by burckhardt the interior of the hujra was cleared and three deep graves were found in the inside full of rubbish but the author of this history who himself entered it saw no traces of tombs yet in another place he an eye-witness had declared that the coffin containing the dust of muhammad was cased with silver i repeat these details and a footnote the railing and dome were restored niches and a pulpit were sent from cairo and the gates and minarets were distributed as they are now not content with this Qaid Bey established waqf, bequests, and pensions, and introduced order among the attendants on the tomb. In the tenth century, Sultan Suleiman the Magnificent paved with fine white marble the rauda or garden, which Qaid Bey, not daring to alter, had left of earth, and erected the fine minaret that bears his name. During the dominion of the later sultans and of Muhammad Ali, a few trifling presents of lamps, carpets, wax candles, and chandeliers, and a few immaterial alterations have been made. The present head of al-Islam, as I have before said, is rebuilding one of the minarets and the northern colonnade of the temple. Such is the history of the mosque's prosperity. During the siege of al-Madina by the Wahhabis, footnote, Burkhart has given a full account of this event in his history of the Wahhabis, and a footnote the principal people seized and divided amongst themselves the treasures of the tomb which must have been considerable when the town surrendered saud accompanied by his principal officers entered the hujra but terrified by dreams he did not penetrate behind the curtain or attempt to see the tomb he plundered however the treasures in the passage the kokabidurri or pearl star footnote see chapter sixteen Ante, and, a footnote, and the ornaments sent as presents from every part of al-islam part of these he sold it is said for a hundred and fifty thousand reals or dollars to ghalib sharif of mecca and the rest he carried with him to daraya his capital footnote my predecessor estimates the whole treasury in those days to have been worth three hundred thousand reals a small sum if you consider the length of time during which it was accumulating the chiefs of the town appropriated one hundred weight of golden vessels worth at most fifty thousand dollars and as saud sold part of the plunder to ghalib for a hundred thousand i was told one-third more reserving for himself about the same amount of pearls and corals Burkhardt supposes that the governors of al-Madinah, who were often independent chiefs, and sometimes guardians of the tombs, made occasional draughts upon the generosity of the faithful. End of footnote. An accident prevented any further desecration of the building. The greedy Wahhabis, allured by the appearance of the golden or gilt globes and crescents surmounting the green dome, attempted to throw down the latter two of their number it is said were killed by falling from the slippery roof footnote i inquired in vain about the substance that covered the dome some told me it was tinfoil others supposed it to be riveted with green tiles End of footnote. and the rest struck by superstitious fears abandoned the work of destruction they injured however the prosperity of the place by taxing the inhabitants by interrupting the annual remittances and by forbidding visitors to approach the tomb they are spoken of with abhorrence by the people 
who quoted a peculiarly bad trait in their characters namely that in return for any small religious assistance of prayer or recitation they were in the habit of giving few grains of gunpowder or something equally valuable instead of stone dollars footnote the Badawi calls a sound dollar kirsh hajar or rial hajar a stone dollar and a footnote when abdullah son of saud had concluded in a d eighteen fifteen a treaty of peace with tusun pasha the egyptian general bought back from the townspeople for ten thousand rials all the golden vessels that had not been melted down and restored the treasure to its original place this i have heard denied at the same time it rests upon credible evidence amongst orientals the events of the last generations are usually speaking imperfectly remembered and the ulama are well acquainted with the history of vicissitudes which took place twelve hundred years ago when profoundly ignorant of what their grandfathers witnessed many incredible tales also are heard concerning the present twelve of the al medina mosque this must be expected when the exaggeration is considered likely to confer honour upon the exaggerator the establishment attached to the al medina mosque is greatly altered since burckhardt's time Footnote at the same time his account is still carefully copied by our popular and general authors who it is presumed could easily become better informed End of footnote. the result of the increasing influence of the turkish half-breeds it is still extensive because in the first place the principle of divided labour is favoured throughout the east and secondly because the sons of the holy cities naturally desire to extract as much as they can from the sons of other cities with the least amount of work the substance of the following account was given to me by umar effendi and i compared it with the information of others upon whom i could rely the principal of the mosque or sheikh al-haram is no longer a neuter footnote the persians in remote times as we learn from herodotus lib six were waited upon by eunuchs and some attribute to them the invention ammianus marcellinus lib fourteen ascribes the origin to semiramis in el islam the employment of such persons about the mosque is a bidah or custom unknown in the time of the prophet it is said to have arisen from the following three considerations one these people are concentrated in their professions two they must see and touch strange women at the shrines and three the shrines are haram or sacred having aditya which are kept secret from the prying eyes of men and therefore should be served by eunuchs it is strange that the roman catholic church as well as the moslem mosque should have admitted such an abomination and a footnote. the present is a turkish pasha Athman, appointed from constantinople with a salary of about thirty thousand piastres a month his naib or deputy is a black eunuch the chief of agawat upon a pay of five thousand piastres footnote one of these gentry if called tawasi his generic name would certainly insult a stranger the polite form of address to one of them is aga master in the plural agawat in partibus they exact the greatest respect from men and the title of the eunuch of the tomb is worth a considerable sum to them the eunuchs of al medina are more numerous and better paid than those of mecca they are generally slaves of rich men at constantinople and prefer this city on account of its climate 
End of footnote. The present principal of this college is one Taifur Agha, a slave of Asma Sultana, sister of the late Sultan Mahmud. The chief treasurer is called the Mudir al Haram. He keeps an eye upon the Khazindar or treasurer, whose salary is two thousand piastres. The Mustaslim is the chief of the Katibs, or writers who settle the accounts of the mosque. His pay is fifteen hundred and under him is a naqib or assistant upon a thousand piastres there are three sheikhs of the eunuchs who receive from seven hundred to one thousand piastres a month each the eunuchs about a hundred and twenty in number are divided into three orders the bawabin or porters open the doors of the mosque the khubziya sweep the pure parts of the temple and the lowest order popularly called battalin clean away all impurities beat those found sleeping and act as beadles a duty here which involves considerable use of the cane these men receive as perquisites presents from each visitor when they offer him the usual congratulation and for other small favours such as permitting strangers to light the lamp or to sweep the floor footnote the sons of the city however are always allowed to do such service gratis if indeed they are not paid for it End of footnote. their pay varies from two hundred fifty to five hundred piastres a month they are looked upon as honourable men and are generally speaking married some of them indulging in three or four wives which would have aroused juveniles bile the agha's character is curious and exceptional as his outward conformation disconnected with humanity he is cruel fierce brave and capable of any villainy his frame is unnaturally long and lean especially the arms and legs with high shoulders protruding joints and a face by contrast extraordinarily large he is unusually expert in the use of weapons and sitting well home he rides to admiration his hoarse thick voice investing him with all the circumstances of command besides the eunuchs there are a number of free servants called farrashin attached to the mosque almost all the middle and lower class of citizens belong to this order they are divided into parties of thirty each and are arranged every week those on duty receiving a ghazi or twenty-two piastres for their services their business is to dust and to spread the carpets to put oil and wicks into the lamps which the eunuchs let down from the ceiling and generally speaking diligently to do nothing finally the menial establishment of the mosque consists of a sheikh saqqa chief of the water carriers under whom are from forty-five to fifty men who sprinkle the floors water the garden and for a consideration supply a cupful of brackish liquid to visitors the literary establishment is even more extensive than the executive and the menial there is a qadi or chief judge sent every year from constantinople after twelve months at al medina he passes on to mecca and returns home after a similar term of service in the second holy city under him are three muftis of the hanafi the shafi and the maliki schools footnote others told me that there were only two muftis at al medina namely those of the Hanafi and Shafi'i schools. If this is true, it proves the insignificance of the followers of Malik, which personage, like others, is less known in his own town than elsewhere. End of footnote. 
the fourth or hambali is not represented here or at cairo footnote the hambali school is nowhere common except in Najd, and the lands eastward as far as al-hasa at present it labours under a sort of imputation being supposed to have thrown out a bad offshoot the wahhabis and a footnote each of these officers receives as pay about two hundred and fifty piastres a month the ru'asa footnote ru'asa is the plural of rais a chief or president it is the term generally applied in arabia to the captain of a vessel and in al-yaman it often means a barber in virtue i presume of its root ras the head and a footnote as the muezzinins or prayer callers here call themselves are extensively represented there are forty-eight to forty-nine of the lowest order presided over by six kubar or masters and these again are under the sheikh ruasa who alone has the privilege of calling to prayers from the raisiya minaret the sheikh receives a hundred and fifty piastres the chiefs about a hundred and the common criers sixty there are forty-five khatibs who preach and pray before the congregation on fridays for a hundred and twenty piastres a month they are under the sheikh al-khutaba about the same sum is given to seventy-five imams who recite the five ordinary prayers of every day in the mosque the sheikh al-imma is their superior footnote some say that the egyptian distinction between the imam khatib and the imam ratib does not obtain at al-medina almost all the citizens of al-medina who have not some official charge about the temple qualify themselves to act as muzawwirs they begin as boys to learn the formula of prayer and the conducting of visitors and partly by begging partly by boldness they often pick up a tolerable livelihood at an early age the muzawwir will often receive strangers into his house as was done to me and direct their devotions during the whole time of their stay for such service he requires a sum of money proportioned to his guest's circumstances but this fee does not end the connection if the muzawir visit the home of his zair he expects to be treated with the utmost hospitality and to depart with a handsome present a religious visitor will often transmit to his cicerone at mecca and al medina yearly sums to purchase for himself a prayer at the kaaba and the prophet's tomb the remittance is usually wrapped up in paper and placed in a sealed leathern bag somewhat like a portfolio upon which is worked the name of the person entitled to receive it it is then given in charge either to a trustworthy pilgrim or to the public treasurer who accompanies the principal caravans i could procure no exact information about the amount of money forwarded every year from constantinople and cairo to al medina the only point upon which men seemed to agree was that they were defrauded of half their dues when the sadaqah and awqaf or the alms and bequests arrive at the town they are committed by the surra or financier of the caravan to the muftis the chief of the khatibs and the kadi's clerk these officers form a committee and after reckoning the total of the families entitled to pensions divide the money amongst them according to the number in each household and the rank of the pensioners they are divided into five orders the ulama or learned and the mudarrisin who profess lecture or teach adults in the haram the imams and khatibs the descendants of the prophet the fuqaha poor divines pedagogues 
charant grinders who teach boys to read the Quran. The Awam, or Nobil Vergas of the Holy City, including the Ahali, or Burgers of the town, and the Mujawareen, or those settled in the place. Umar Afendi belonged to the second order, and he informed me that his share varied from three to fifteen rials per annum. End of chapter 17